0: Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome to the Radiant Black podcast. This is a podcast focused on uh, Radiant Black and the Masterverse, a superhero universe created by Kyle Higgins and Marcella Costa. Today, we've got two incredible guests. We've got the return of Melissa Flores, co-creator and writer of The Dead Lucky, and co-writer of Radiant Pink. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you're writing Power Rangers as well right now. So, my God, I don't—it's it, true. I don't know how you get any sleep. So. We've also got superstar. Um, I mean, you you know her like actor, YouTuber, Twitch streamer. I mean, she's been everywhere. You've seen Mario her on Kart the Amazing champion. raids. Yeah, <laughs> oh, there you go. Warrior Card Champion, incredible cosplayer, uh, Megan Camarena, aka Strawberry Seventeen. How are you guys doing?
2: Good. How are you?
1: Pretty good, honestly. I'm. I'm like. I'm really excited, of course, to have both of you here because it's one thing when you get, you know, the co-creator, writer, Dead Lucky, and write co- both writers, the Radiant, the Pinkies team here. So I'm super excited. We've wanted to talk Radiant Pink with both of you for so long and I've been loving it so much. And I got to say, it's perfect timing that we got you both here now because we can talk kitty kitty <laughs> as well.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. Megan nice. is actually not a cat person, believe it or not. I am no. not.
2: When when Kyle and I were co-creating Eva, um, he's like, oh, but she's an internet person. She has to have a cat. And I'm like, Ugh. but Kyle's a cat person. And I'm like, I hate this. But, like, it's not that I hate cats. I just, like, I'm allergic. And they're just, they're just not my thing. I love dogs, though. Um, but, yeah, it's... Uh, the, I, melissa, thank goodness she's she's animal all he's responsible animal for the kitty kittiness
4: yeah. <laughs> I must be why kevin's so troublesome because you can kind of sense it through the subtext the metaverse kevin knows but that's interesting so i'm guessing kitty kitty was that uh melissa was that more you that brought in kitty kitty into the into the lexicon
3: i have no idea why i'm going to be super honest i just was suddenly obsessed no no i know why i know why because i initially wanted to be as crazy as possible and i wanted to bring kevin along for some i think oh that's
2: wanted, right remember, Right. This i wanted a
3: great to idea Come on the thing to come <laughs> on the adventure and then just suddenly be, able to <laughs> be talking oh my and, and oh. kyle was like no
2: that that's, <laughs> that's i was like much. i was like why do we have so much cats that now that you bring yeah. that up i'm like how did this because kid, that, kid right? ask me but this was a genius and idea. then
3: and then i was like well i'm gonna have my damn cat some way and so i like when we had like the crazy adventure. I'm like, it's just a big freaking cat. There's a <laughs> talking cat, and like, and I got my talking cat. It just wasn't kevin
1: Amazing. Of the Galactic Empire, kitty kitty. Of the planet Catnip, the fourth. Catnip the fourth, of
2: course. Listen, Melissa works really hard. It's important for her to get what she wants. <laughs> hey,
1: you know, we, we, love we love it. We love We really we love it. We, our review is going out soon. We're just that's crazy all,
2: Melissa. So <laughs>
1: So I wanted to ask you guys one thing that's clear is that you guys obviously work well together, but it seems like you guys have an amazing friendship. So how did the two of you meet?
3: She was my employee. I'm no, kidding.
2: Uh, I didn't work for you. You did. You worked for me a little.
3: You worked for me a little.
2: No. Um, <laughs> I love
3: Megan and I met, uh, on a show called Power Rangers Hyperforce, which is a show that I helped develop, um, for Savon Brands about what, it's been like five years now. jeez. And, um, and we needed a pink Ranger and, um, our friend Yoshi who wasn't able to be in the initial original cast at the time later showed up as a sixth ranger uh, he knew Megan and brought her in she's like she'll be perfect and I was like I don't know and then and she was Yoshi
2: told her. me like, it's your time to be the yellow ranger I'm like perfect because I hate pink so mm. I think we both <laughs> definitely like I sat down and I was like what does the yellow suit look like and then they're like you're gonna be pink I'm like what <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um, and then we, so we met at a play test and she was really quiet and I was like, she's really quiet. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm kidding No, She was great,
2: but she I was, was really quiet. Really quiet. But I'm like, I'm the kind of person that has to like take things in as my first time doing like RPG. And I just wanted to kind of get the vibe and the feel for everything. So I can, I can perform, believe me. Uh, but I just, yeah. it was a lot to take in. So I'm like, Oh, yeah. I just kind of want to get the vibe.
3: Yeah. So she got the vibe. And then we did a TwitchCon panel uh, on the main stage. And Megan and I met there officially, like Mm -hmm. beyond that one time. And she, I discovered that she didn't drive at the time. And she was going to Uber home from Anaheim. (laughs) And I was like, you're absolutely nuts. Where do you live? She's like downtown. I'm like, I will take you. (laughs) And so we spent like two hours in the car Driving home from Anaheim, and then by the end of it, like she invited me to karaoke. Like two weeks later, and we were just.
2: Is history because, yeah. like, we do hardcore karaoke sessions with Christina. And before the pandemic, we were going at least maybe once or twice a month. Yeah, we yeah we do KBBQ and then we'd go sing our hearts out until like three a.m. It became like a regular thing, and we kept our group kept changing. Kyle came one time, but um. <laughs> Melissa and I our, our friendship definitely developed over time and when she was exiting uh Hasbro um I was like yo I think I have this really dope opportunity like uh my friends and I want to create this world I think there's no other way we do this um without like like you you have to come on board you did such a great job with Hyperforce and I think you're the perfect person for it and the unleashed.
3: Megan became my boss. And
2: then I, and then now we're, now we're co, we're, we're co creators in this one. Um, now we're but, more like sisters, but yeah, we did. Yeah, we thing. are like sisters, like to, to no end. Um, like, it's, 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 been
3: a, it's been a hardcore five years. Like we've gone through a lot together. And like, I think honestly, I see Megan more than I see like my own family at sometimes. So,
2: like, <laughs> um, I drive by her house and I'm like, do you have any snacks? <laughs>
3: I literally have snacks at my house just for Megan because I does. come and ask for snacks, and then she complains about the kind of snacks I have, so I buy different snacks. You
2: have so much chocolate, Melissa. I, I like chocolate. Like, you, I was like, "Do you have any?" Okay. And she brought me a candy cane. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
3: oh it was God. really good. <laughs> I it had a candy cane and like three gummy worms. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anyways, we do work really well together. Melissa and I just kind of get each other. And I think going through the fire with the unleashed uh and hyperforce, we've definitely found like a really unique dynamic between the two of us when it comes to creating pink. Uh, because there's been times where we're writing, and I'm at the very beginning, I'm like, more gay, Melissa, more. And she was like, Really? But what if I'm like, no dig into this. This is Eva's story. I want it to be here and queer and I want everyone to melt when they read this. So that has been really fun pushing the boundaries of that. As we're coming to a close, we just wrapped up five and ooh, Melissa, those pages. Yeah, they're good. I, I,
1: I mean it i i gotta say it does seem like the both of you are having a lot of fun and it really shows because we even as the readers we're having a lot of fun reading it and it's been such a delight one thing i want to praise i mean i feel like thematically appropriate all the covers are homages to you know video games and we, we know you both love video games so tell us a little about th- about that you guys game together i know you mentioned earlier you're a mario kart champion so there's got to be something there. Is there some
3: competition
2: that's that is the craziest thing about us is that we, I don't think we've ever played a video game together. We don't
3: have the same taste in video games. We
2: don't. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Because we we played
3: that, um, the, the coral island, what is it called coral something. I, I liked that when we played when I played it, but I didn't play it with you. you.
2: didn't play it with me. That one's fun. I know I was like I was like, Melissa, you can romance people. She's like, let me in. I'm in. This I'm in. <laughs> and then it was so difficult. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. yeah, it, it, honestly, it got a little bit. It's in beta too, so they're still fixing it. but but we have very diverse uh, video game tastes. I grew up as a Nintendo kid, um but the video games I'm most proficient in are racing and fighting. Which you wouldn't think when you watch my content, um, because the the games I enjoy playing are sandbox, like Minecraft or indie, so uh, point and click, or you know, Life is Strange, something that's really story driven. And Melissa, Melissa plays all, all the hardcore games. Yeah, did you like go through Elden Ring? Yeah. yeah,
3: I did. That's so the one I haven't. I have it here, ready to play, but I haven't had time to play it. But yeah, like I, I like, I'm a Mass Effect girl. I'm a Call of mm-hmm. Duty girl. I'm like a Assassin's Creed, like. <laughs> Pretty much any hardcore rpg just give it to me and i will play the hell out of it um
2: i I wish we played like got into world of warcraft together because i just feel like i tried for
3: a hot minute and then i was leveling up and then you guys moved on to something else and i just gave up
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay we're gonna fix that we're gonna fix that okay because i was like wait azeroth is our connect that's usually the world that bridges gamers and yo i can get down i can get down in azeroth like that's. I think that might be our game that connects us.
3: But I do think that the variant covers were actually, I think it was Megan who suggested that.
2: Yeah, well, I, was, I was talking yeah. to Kyle and he kind of like, uh, I was like, can we like do one that's like a Slime Rancher one? Um, and ended we ended up just going to a slime world, which was even better. But yeah, oh. Kyle was like, How, well, then what if we just do all the variant covers like, uh, to, like paying tribute to a video game? I'm like, I love that. That's great.
4: So it was inspired by that Slime Ranching game then. The slime I mode. mean,
2: initially, I'm like obsessed with Slime Rancher. I think Pretty it's fun. great. Slime Rancher 2 is incredible too. Uh, Monomi Park, great, great uh, studio. <laughs> uh,
4: excuse me if I'm speaking out of school. This could be wild. This is no, no depiction of you two, but is there anything about even Kelly's dynamic that is similar to the way you two play off each other?
3: Mm-mm. No. Really? I, I, I like to think I'm nicer than Kelly.
2: And unfortunately <laughs> Kelly is uh I uh I, I like wait, Kelly wait. Kelly is
3: meant to be more of a romantic interest and and Megan and I um though we joke that we're a foster girlfriends sometimes uh, we, but but like we we have more of a, a sibling kind of connection <laughs> Yeah, yeah the, I was kind of sorry the, about that.
2: Megan. The yeah, the the dynamic with Kelly is like when we were approaching Radiant pink. I've like I've been through some pretty rough relationships in my life, and I've dealt with some pretty pretty extremes. And um, Melissa has seen me through quite a few of them. And it was important to write a character that kind of embodied those experiences because my journey to self love has been extremely challenging. I grew up in a, a pretty like abusive household, so love always came with came with terms and conditions. And um, I wanted to create a character that you could fall for as a reader and love and also kind of see the vulnerabilities in. in it's, it's a thing that like, I don't know if you guys are ever have ever done this, where you see red flags with someone that you care about. And it doesn't change the fact that you love them and still care about them. But you can't paint those red flags white. And Kelly is kind of just she symbolizes that for for anybody who's been in a relationship where it hasn't been the best.
3: Yeah, I mean, what, you, from my perspective, when when you look at the Kelly and Eva relationship, it's you know it is it is a lot of of uh, personal ideas. When you 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 you're love somebody so much, and and you know that the person maybe they love is not the best person for them, but you can't help but want them to be happy and and watch the relationship run its course and and i've had my share of bad relationships too and so and and one of the the most difficult things about those kind of relationships is that you don't know it's a bad relationship when you're in it. Right? It's
2: not bad. It's it's little. Yeah. Like the
3: highs are highs, you know, and the lows are lows. But the but the highs, like when you feel like that love for somebody, it's so hard to admit that it's just maybe not the best idea. And so, we really wanted to tread this needle with with even Kelly that we're seeing, um, these two people really do have a connection and they really do love each other, but they are unable to be, like just by the, by the true virtue of who they are, they may, they're not going to make it or like we don't, they have a very short timeline. Be- love isn't
2: always enough and it doesn't have to be just because you love someone doesn't mean you have to, you know, like beat it to the ground. Uh, sometimes yeah. it's better to it's love, love and let go. Thing. Yeah it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a heartbreak story yeah it's that
0: a heartbreaker yeah it's, yeah, it's I, fun really, it's yeah it's so i cool.
3: love kelly i love kelly as a character i i hope that um even when we're done with this miniseries we get to see more of her and more of
2: yeah her. she's, a, she's
3: fan. Great. a fascinating character and i really freaking love her as a as yeah. a person and as um as an anti-villain or whatever whatever she is because I don't yeah. think she she I don't think she thinks of herself as a villain, and I don't think that um, Eva does at this point.
2: This is twisty for my brain because we were we've been so deep into five, right? Are you uh, like struggling, yeah. Melissa? No spoilers, no, Megan. Melissa. I'm struggling so hard. Are I know we, you are. We, I see it. Are we able to like redact anything if anything spills? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we're not live. We, we can
5: do a little
4: editing magic. Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay, yeah This is going, going live.
4: This is live to the U.S. podcast database right now. <laughs> oh, Nothing oh. can be removed from yeah. this. So uh,
2: no, Uh yeah, it can be redacted. <laughs> no, no. We'll just
0: say redact um, us
2: i'm the top um, of comics like don't
0: <laughs> uh so, speaking of comics actually um I, I know we got um we we got a little melissa's origin kind of in in the last one um but i was wondering for you um was this kind of like were you involved with comics or did you read anything prior um to Radiant pink or was this kind of your first like introduction into this medium
2: um, uh, i've never read like? a comic before no i'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> um, I grew up with four brothers, and uh, being the only girl um, in a uh, Latin household, there was always like I think my dad's fear was always that I wouldn't be girly enough, or that um, if I liked boy things too much, um, it would I don't know. It, it's my dad was very traditional. Uh, but my brother had comics and i remember always wanting to read them because they looked so fascinating and i would crinkle the corners or like mess up the pages and i'd be a couple pages in and he's like you this is why you can't have this this is why you can't read this this is this is for boys not for girls go play with your barbies and i was like huh well whatever i don't want to read this stupid comic anyway and i think that's it's like a weird nasty stain that uh stayed on my br- in in like my memory for a bit until I had met Yoshi and Yoshi um, and I cosplay a lot together and he was like, hey, I want to do a Spider-Verse uh, cosplay group. And this was before the animation. This was Dan Slott's run of Amazing Spider-Man when all these incredible uh, spider characters were coming out of um, Dan, sp- Dan Slott's sp- uh, pages. And he was like, I think you'd be a great Gwent. And I'm like, I don't cosplay characters. I, I don't know, but I'll pick up the comic and give it a go. And the rest is history. Oh, my God. Have you seen those pictures of her as Spider-Gwen?
1: Yes. I was <laughs> going to bring it up. Oh, like, we, we, we actually have a question good. specifically about cosplay for you later. But oh. uh, it, it's amazing. And we'll put a picture up so that people can see it. Now, that Gwen cosplay is incredible. Honestly, every single cosplay you've done is really incredible including, uh-huh. I forget what they're called, but the Fallout one you recently did as well, that one <laughs> was really good. So Oh, no, thank really you. Talented.
2: Thank yeah. you. Yeah, That was, so yeah, Gwen was my introduction into comics. And I started out with uh, Spider Gwen, which was the Jason Latour run. I'm like, this dude does not, this was an interesting take on on women. <laughs> and then I, I dove into um, Dan Slot's run and I was like, oh, okay, I get why this character is so cool. And from there I went to Kamala Khan and Captain Marvel, and just go, got deeper and deeper into uh, Civil War, and then jumped into Mighty Morphin. And it, it just, the like I said, the rest is history. But after really diving into my first good comic, I was like, how do I become a part of this world? It, it, reading a, one issue of a great comic feels like reading an amazing book, but it's only 22 pages. And it it had always been a hope and a dream of mine to potentially write comics, but I don't know when that opportunity would open up for me. And it just so happens that, you know, Kyle Higgins came on hyperforce and <laughs> killed a bunch of people or destroyed them. <laughs> Look and at you. and God, I was just like, I oh, hate sorry, this guy. Yeah. but I, I got him a burrito and, you know, from there he has been like fascinated with, uh, the internet world and it kind of like sparked a bit of inspiration for um the pink his pink character in his own world so very very lucky very fortunate to know the good people that i know um and have done the research and work uh when it comes to being a nerd to get myself there
0: nice nice it, yeah um i i also had what uh, one quick follow-up too and and you can you can ch- chime into this uh Melissa, too, is um like you kind of like it re- relatively speaking, it hasn't been like a super long career for you guys so far, um, but it's been like a super dense, um, like you guys have been doing a lot, um, doing a lot of awesome stuff. Um, and I, I just wanted to ask, like, what's kind of like the biggest challenges that you've picked up or like what some things you've learned over um, kind of your time so far as a as a comic writer um, kind of into this?
2: man. Yeah. Melissa's been so great at being a mentor and a teacher. She's so kind and so generous when taking me through things that she's like, hey, you can't just write in all caps. And I'm just like, what? And she's like, you have the bold things. Or she'll challenge me to be like, hey, you're like kind of repeating yourself here. Um, You don't need to tell people like like what's happening. Uh, Just like write it as it's happening and um it's just been really I'm very very lucky to grow and learn from her but I think imposter syndrome kind of creeps in sometimes that's why I was staring at a page for like four days <laughs> she called me out on it because I'm like man do I really know what I'm doing can do I have this figured out um but like I think with the right guidance and the right story um you know it, it just you, you got to try. And I feel really proud of the work that we've done together. But um, those are those have been the challenges for me. And I'm, I'm very lucky to have Melissa in my corner.
3: Yeah. And and Kyle was that person for me um, in terms of, you know, being that mentor. In terms, I worked with Kyle for years and years and years, but always as a producer and a writer, never as a, a writer writing You know, my first image comic, and then and then later co-writing with Megan and doing Mighty Morphin. It, um, I've learned you have to trust you have to trust people, and trust the fact that people uh, who are giving you comments and notes, um, are doing it because they want the book to be the best that they could be, and and um, I think one of the most challenging thing is for any writer is just you know checking your own ego, and and being open and listening to what other people are saying, um because i mean dead lucky itself was like such a challenging book for me and it still continues to be challenging um because uh it's a world that i have to create rules for and it's a world that i have to um uh, create the curve and the journey and um and like that's really hard for me i come from the licensing world i come from the world where you give me the world i can write it you know yeah like Power Rangers, I know what the rules, the world is. I know what the rules are. I can, I can play in that sandbox all day. I can do the same for radiant black and radiant pink, right? I, I know the rules They gave them to me, you know? So it's just a matter of playing in that sandbox with Megan and just having a lot of fun and seeing what we can get away with. But if it's creating my own world, then that imposter syndrome really starts to sneak in. And that's when I really have to rely on people like Michael and, and Kyle and, and even Megan, like Megan's been my soundboard, um, a lot just because, you know, we used to go to um, batting cages together and I would just like tell her everything that was happening and she'd like respond and, and I'd work off of that. And, um, and my girlfriend who was a veteran she like tells me stuff from her world and so it's that's been my biggest thing is because i've had those moments and that's why i could recognize it with megan where i'm just staring at a page for five days being like why can't i write anything i know this is due tomorrow what the hell am i doing
2: every time your little bubble popped up i was like go away <laughs> go away <laughs> writing
3: the together and yeah. but usually what we do is we stay in our, we, she, I have, um, I have a, an interesting setup so I have two desks and so Megan will come over and bring her dog Chewy, who is like my son and, yeah. uh, and she'll sit there and I'll sit here and we'll work off the same Google doc and just like write together. But we've been so busy lately that we haven't had the time for that. And so, yeah. and just basically assigning each other pages and talking each other through chat. And so it was, it was an interesting and different experience with writing five because we weren't in the same room and we weren't talking out loud to each other. And so, um,
2: but five you, is something we've been building towards for a while. So
3: yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it, yeah. And we worked on something else together too recently that is <laughs> same experience and you can't talk about it, Megan, don't say anything. No. And, uh, And so it's been, it's been fun. I'm actually really sad because I really, I I enjoy creating with Megan so much. So I know this won't be the last thing that we do together. We just have had a really good time, but we definitely are that support system for each other. And so, um, and I, and I love how, how open she is and like, just like what Kyle was for me in terms of like, this is how you do things. You know, I'm able to do that for her and, um, and then she'll do that for somebody else and the cycle will continue. It'll be great.
5: I have on. two quick questions for you guys. Uh, first, and if you can't answer it, I totally understand. Is the thing you guys are working on, Massiverse uh, related? And two, uh, is there anything while you guys are writing Radiant Pink, is there any ideas that maybe Melissa wanted to do but Megan didn't want or vice versa, something that you guys kind of had to compromise on? Also, uh, while you answer, I need to change my headphones to Hello Kitty headphones, so I'll be right back.
3: Love awesome. it. Um. It is not Massive Verse related. We can say that. But that's all we can say.
2: I'll take it. I can't. I'm not good at speaking. <laughs> what was the second one? I was like, don't say anything. I forgot. Oh, uh, no. Is
0: there
2: the Jeff-
5: anything that one of you wanted to do that the other one kind of didn't, or oh. something that you guys had to compromise on while writing uh, Reading Pink?
2: We've been pretty lucky. It's like Pink is. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed this. A lot of the characters that I portray are like. uh, Get to create. um, They're like all in the same vein of each other. Like Eva is kind of an extension of Chloe. In some way. Um, But you know. A little bit more rounded. Um, And it's. The crazier the better. So if I said something. Melissa would be like. Okay that. But how about. And this. And I'm like. Yes. I love that. And it was, it was kind of always building. I don't think there was ever anything where we both bumped on each other where we're like, no, this is, we can't do that.
3: We have gone through like, we have gone through that true gamut of friendship where like we have fought terribly and we have like yelled at each other and we have like never hated each other, but we've like been <laughs> really just frustrated and tired. And, um, and then we've had to like put the work in to communicate to each other. And that, but we've also gone through times when one of us is like really sick, or one of us is like really down, and then the other one will be there for them. And so, like, we really are very, very close, and it's allowed us to have a really open communication with each other. And so, and that really has translated really well to the writing experience because then neither of us has comes from a place of defensiveness when we're talking about plot. So if she says something and I don't think it quite works, then I'll be like, well, I don't think it works, but how do we make it work this way? Or like, um, and sh- or she'll be like, that doesn't really sound true to Eva, but what if we do this? And so we work it out together. And so it's actually been a really easy process um, plot wise, because she brings that incredible charm and chaos that you see in Megan. And then I bring all my, you know, years of like, here's story structure and and
2: like it works together this is how it makes sense though megan i'm like but if there's a giant slime that pukes glitter and everyone has to run from it this 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 is great right do you remember that screenshot i was like can we do this and you guys were like no and then it happened it was great
3: yeah
2: it was fun Um, yeah We're, we're both pretty lucky that I honestly, this this comic, Radiant Pink, has been very emotional. I think I was writing we were writing issue one when I was going through a bit of a breakup, and um, there was there was a part or issue two where I had to talk Melissa through like a panic attack moment, um, and I was I was just bawling, I was crying my eyes out. There's a lot of stuff in in uh, this run that really rings very close to. To home. It, it feels a little too meta sometimes. And it's been like, it's been healing to get it out there. But it also is like uh, bringing up old wounds. Um, But I'm, I'm very grateful to be in a vulnerable place and write from these, these learned experiences alongside Melissa because, she, because she's able to like hear me and get it, get up. Give me a hug and be like it's okay, and then we keep writing. And it's I think that comes across in the pages. And if we didn't have that dynamic, I don't think Pink would be as great, great as as it is.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's one thing that you've done that's really important that um, doesn't get mentioned enough is in Radiant Black Twelve when we're seeing like we're going we're diving into Eva's origin and then we see more of her in Radiant Pink. I think one thing you've done is really shown like how difficult being someone who streams is like how tolling that is on someone showing like the like giving us a a way to empathize with you as a a human being because you're this human being who's like you, you know like we see Eva like she's streaming all the time stream lasts hours thousands and thousands of people she has to you know it's mentally it's it's very tough she has to Keep this this energy up all the time. Keep it a show on. Be a superhero. Like just be there. Be present for her family. And I think that's one thing that you you did very effectively as a, you know as a, as a writer in both Radiant Black Twelve and in Radiant Pink. So thank you for that. And I also want to ask like you know being, I'm someone from the Middle East. I'm a- Arabic, so I I see the representation is so important currently and today. You know, and I know both of you being queer, being Latinx people. You probably grew up and you wanted to see more representation, more of yourselves in these books. So, how good does it feel? How important is it now to have that representation? Because you know, I I don't know if it's been you know mentioned already, but your your books are the massiverse books that have the queer characters. So that's where people go to, and it's been. I can't tell you how incredible the positive reception was once people saw Radiant Pink was coming out and there's gonna be like a, a, a new romantic involvement and all that. Like people were really genuinely celebrating. So that what does that mean to you? Uh
2: I I think for me, um very lucky that Kyle uh, really let me explore full full reigns with Eva and uh who she was. Um Such a great person to collaborate and create with uh but when we were working on uh radiant pink as a series melissa and i i just like from the start any project i ever want to be a part of i want to have people of color and uh queer voices represented there's been so many stories already told with other people who have had the spotlight for way too long and yeah growing up um it's confusing for me because I grew up in a brown household, and I, I am very white facing. But I really only know my uh, Mexican side. Um, so being biracial is is always very confusing for me because I'm like I feel I feel very um, I feel very brown. I look very white, um, and people perceive me as that. And I walk around with that privilege. Uh, but at my heart, like I want to see. I want to see people of color on screen. I want to see these uh, brown superheroes that look m- like my tias and theos and the people I admire and look up to. And I think telling queer love stories and them kind of just, it's not like a coming out situation, but it's just, I am, um, is really important. in uh, making sure that's an authentic voice in comics is is really, really important to me. Um, and really grateful to have Melissa because she, um, I'll, I'll let you take it. Cause I know we were on the same page when it comes to this. Yeah.
3: I think for me, it's always really important. And I've seen this as, as, um, a producer growing up and growing up in the, the studio system, you know, and like being so many times being literally either the only woman or the only minority in a room where all these people are making decisions about characters and um it really was important to me that it's just as important to me as whoever's in i guess in tv terms whoever's in front of the camera there's also diversity behind the camera as well um but we don't get those opportunities unless the people in power give them to us and and that's why yeah and i'm also that's why i'm really grateful for kyle as well because kyle sought that out and and looked at his friends and looked at the world around him and was like, hey, there's more than white guys with beards not that I don't love white guys with beards but um and and so you know gave me <laughs> the opportunity um for me to do dead lucky and then also like for radiant Pink to be a person of color and to be based off of Megan's experiences and it's just really cool to me because we're just telling the world as we see it you know mm-hmm. we're too or two queer latina care women you know so we want to tell a story about a, a queer latina woman and it's not it's not a queer story it's just who we are and who Eva is and and that relationship and you know i mean queer people can have bad relationships too you know yeah you know, we wanted to make sure that Kelly was a person of color. We wanted to make sure that Maddie was a person of color. We really wanted to fill the books with people of color and not speak to the fact that that, that they were of color. It's just this is who they are and this is their experience. Yeah. We're not thinking about our race 24-7. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure you guys know too, you're, you're just, that's just part of who you are. You know, I'm going to go and have a quesadilla because my mom gave me a bunch of Oaxaca cheese and I'm excited to eat, eat. but it's just, that's one part of what I do. You know, my mom made me calo de pollo when I was sick and I'm really excited about that. you know, and I have a girlfriend and she makes me wear this bracelet because it's, she likes the couple's bracelets. Like those are just things like parts of who we are, but we don't really think about it and be like, that's a Latina thing. That's a queer thing. And for me, that's that's what's important, because I think the more diversity you have when people are reading these stories, the more people realize that they, you can that there's there's heroes in everybody, that other every yeah. story matters. Yeah. If that makes sense.
2: And another big thing was when we were starting this I uh, and we brought Emma. On board, uh, I asked Kyle, I was like, please, can we make this an all women led comic book series? Um, I, it's just really important to me to make sure that, you know, we're giving the opportunities that we have for the letterer, the colorist um, to come in and uh, they be a, a woman uh, because. Uh, like Melissa said, a lot of times on set, you know, the diversity, there's like, here, there's three women. Um, I come from gaming. So a lot of times I'm the only woman on set. Um, and uh, it, it's not that there are a lack of women who can do the job. It's just they're not being given the opportunity. And whenever we're in a position or I'm in a position of power, um, I want to make sure that I'm giving that to, uh, to a woman who can um, learn and grow and get their work out there
3: even out. the Unleashed our cast was was um, mostly uh, LGBTQ and we had two um, two straight guys but they were uh, Asian American lead straight guys you know mm. we really wanted to be um, as uh, as diverse as we possibly could and really cast people of color and, and honestly I'm so proud of the Unleashed it was such a great show
2: so good so yeah, good yeah. for his time yeah. during the pandemic.
3: Yeah. Come on yeah. now. We did that during the pandemic with as little time as we did when like it was just insane. I'm just so grateful to the cast and the crew that like put their trust in everything. We had an amazing cast. Um, that I don't I even know how we got everybody, you know. I mean, I know like Megan's friends are all fantastic, Mika and Shelby, and then abria who's now like just blasting off on critical role and doing amazing mm-hmm. things and um, Christopher Sean, who just literally I had met one time and asked him as a favor to come on board and um just killed it as a villain. And oh, he like, was so scary. He oh, was so good. And like Mike Bo, who like was Megan's friend and like it just incredible would... actor
2: and just like yeah. a kind human being.
3: Yeah, it was it was like really through the trenches, and I think that's when Megan and I really realized we could work together mm. and do some really cool things.
4: Nice, that's awesome. Um I've got a question for Megan. Uh, I couldn't help but notice, like, a lot of the similarities with the breakneck uh, pace of Radiant Pink and also what it's like to be on The Amazing Race, exploring strange new worlds and stuff like that. Were you influenced in any way uh, of uh, the experience of two people against the world?
2: Oh, that's so funny. Um, There, (laughs) there is a Megan. What? Did you fall down like Eva? (sighs) Melissa. Melissa you mad you gotta take a lap for that one (laughs) i cannot believe you just said that it's okay she gets one because one time we were on we were we're talking and she's like oh the coffee hasn't hit yet and i was like
3: i don't drink coffee yeah i know
2: I she was like, "It was just a saying. I wanted just to test it out. I wanted to say." It. And I'm like, "Okay, okay." So I had that one. Never let different. it go. She never let it go. Never going to. I tripped and fell a lot on uh on the Amazing Race. Um, so that that is what Melissa is referencing. My camera is going a little bit blurry. Excuse me while I tone down my neon light. Um, there is one nod to the Amazing Race. Can you guys guess where it is?
4: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't even, see, I yeah, I I didn't even think there would be. I honestly
1: yeah. I was yeah, no.
2: It's, it's in um oh shoot, was that issue 12 or issue? It's issue 12. Oh uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's right. Yeah. When you open it up and there's a full page spread of all these different places that Eva jumps to right when she gets her powers. Oh. Bora bora is in there and um I wanted to explore all the beautiful places I've I've ever been that have meant something in my life. Um and that was one of them because that was the introduction to the amazing race. In terms of the breakneck uh, pacing that's that's just being an influencer for the last 16 years creating in a in a a career that hadn't even been invented. Um being laughed out of rooms because I I make videos in my bedroom, <laughs> being told that Strawberry Seventeen sounds like a stripper name. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's like my first AOL screen name. I was I was like in sixth grade when I made it. Uh, um, that that's just like our life. Uh, you go from streaming eight hours to editing all night to hopping on a plane to South Africa to go film on a. TV set as behind the scenes, and then coming back, and you know, going through red carpet. It, it, there is like, there is nothing in that pacing in the way that I've shown Eva's life that isn't real. Um, and Melissa can attest to it. I've definitely slowed down in the last two years because my health started to uh get to a point where I was pushing myself way too hard. Um, and wasn't taking the best care of myself, kind of like Eva. Uh, but uh before that it was 24 seven, lived out of a suitcase, was home maybe once a week out of the entire month because I was constantly traveling. So that is just that that had been my reality probably for the last 13 years. Yeah. That's wow. the inspiration. <laughs> the <This is like laughs> chaos <laughs> of real yeah. life.
3: And you take that and then you think about it like how do we apply that narratively? And that's when we started thinking about like what would work in terms of like comps and so that's when we started pitching like okay imagine sliders meets bill and ted meets romeo and juliet just so people could understand that in terms of what this story could be and then like i think once we did that and we put that together with with issue 12 which was like told that wonderful origin story like people immediately understood what we're trying to do yeah And, and gave us that creative freedom to just go all out crazy in a way that the other radiant stories haven't really been able to do in terms of like, we just, we were like, we got permission to get weird and that's what's been so much fun. (laughs) <laughs> oh,
0: that's awesome um i kind of like i i was wondering actually like since issue 12 that was like that was i, I kind of came on this podcast a little later j- i started on issue 12 um so i i, abs- I absolutely loved it like that was it, it was one of my favorite favorite issues of last year actually um, we just did our top three it was one of my favorites um but now it was uh just fantastic but um i was wondering like was did you know you were going to be writing a series of your own before writing issue 12? Or was this something kind of that was later on?
2: Um, well, I knew that Radiant Red got a miniseries. And uh, when I was talking to Kyle about uh, co-writing Pink, um, that was definitely up in the air. Initially, 12 was potentially going to be myself and Melissa. And then Kyle wanted to co-write it. And then uh, it was kind of up in the air if I was going to write Pink by myself or if we're going to bring Melissa in. And I was like, man, I really hope he brings Melissa in because I'm like, I'm not for sure if I'm ready to take on a whole entire like mini series on my own. And I I love working with Melissa. She's so great. Um, So that was, it was in conversation, but nothing was guaranteed. Uh, But shortly after wrapping 12, became a legit thing and melissa was brought on board and i was like so relieved
3: (laughs) yeah it was one of those things where it was always a possibility and it was it was floated as a possibility it was never really set in stone until um i think until radiant red and then um and then yeah we 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 got the go ahead and and um and he asked if i was interested and i said is megan okay with it because i'm only doing it if megan wants me And he's like, of course, Megan wants you. Megan loves you. And I said, well, I love Megan. Let's do it. And that's how. Like, Melissa, help
2: me.
0: (laughs) That's awesome.
2: Melissa knows how to write spicy romance angst. So I was like, hey, Melissa, got a story I want to (laughs) tell.
3: She's so funny though. She like when I start getting spicy, she like blushes. She's like Melissa, and I'm like, no, this is happening. It's a romance. She's like, wait, but, and then her face gets all red, like it's happening. It's just getting it's red right now. you will scary. See
2: wait, I don't, never mind. <laughs> 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 Sorry, I gotta not talk about things. Um, anyways.
0: Yeah, um, I actually um sw- switching um I I had a quick uh, question about Dead Lucky actually um yeah. since, since it's since it's been a while um and a, a little spoilers here um for for the first six issues I guess um but what 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 has that been like um we we've seen a, a big character come in um Mr Shift from Radiant Black yeah. uh, come into your series um what has the that been like writing kind of a like a character from Kyle's book how has that kind of been different um from writing like characters that you've created on your own and like what what's been like the best part of like integrating that into into your world
3: i mean it was it was easy because like i said i i know like that i know my strength and my strength is licensed characters so if you give me a character and it's already been created i can write the shit out of it you sure. know um i'm, I'm good you did at a
0: fantastic it. job by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: thank yeah. you and, and right. i freaking love shift i've loved Shift forever and so it actually came about in um c2e2 last year we were talking about this the the closing arc and we we're trying to talk about ways that we could because we still were very committed to making sure these books are all in their own way in their own platform but we're like what are the ways we can also still like just have fun with the universe it's a universe let's have fun with it and um and he got really excited he's like actually do you want shift i'm like yeah i want shift let me have shift i need shift and um and then, as I started writing the character, I just started to really love the dynamic with him and BB, because um, I feel like there was a people they they would get each other, in in a way that maybe not with anybody else that she's maybe interacted with right now, because everybody else is not a soldier or a mercenary, and um, and Shift very much is, and um, and he's kind of got that like dickish like cool boy attitude that a lot of army bros have. And and I feel like that would resonate with her. Like she doesn't trust him, but she gets him. And um and that was was really fun with shift. It was just like it felt like he just belonged in that world. And I was so lucky to have him. And and um even as I wrote those lines, I mean Kyle looks at every script like he he was down he let me do um, whatever I wanted to do with shift and then and then when it was time his time was over he got to go and play somewhere else and and I just love that for that kind of character it's kind of like this this floating character that like exists in these different worlds and has his own agenda and um, it just made that world that much richer I think to be able to bring that character in and really connect the two in a really fun surprising way we really wanted it to be a surprise that when he showed up and was the catalyst to all this crazy things these crazy mechs that she got and It was just—it was a different insight into BB, because, like I said, you don't. She doesn't interact with other mercenaries. Everybody else is a civilian. So for her to like have that brief connection with Shift, I think was actually almost refreshing. Like she didn't see him as a villain, um, which is different than Radiant Black, right? She saw him as an ally, Um, one that she can't fully trust, and one that she knows has his own needs and and ends. But she uh, she gets him. And, and I really love that about it. I love that you could take that character, put him in a different book, and suddenly it's a different relationship and a different goal. Wow.
0: Yeah. That's awesome.
5: Yeah, it's definitely cool to see Shift and how he interacts with every other character. Um, And his interaction with Dead Lucky is definitely one of my favorites. But speaking of Dead Lucky, is there any way that um, BB and Eva would meet? And if they do meet, how would that be? How would they be friends? Because I feel like they're both
0: very different like i think joking
3: wise i'd be like let's 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 ship them
2: megan and
0: then do it
2: let's do it you are so you will be be meeting everyone in the mass you do you're all so hot into it you
3: do um Yeah, i don't know i don't i honestly think that eva would be like would drive her a little bit crazy
2: i and don't think they would
3: <laughs> i just i don't yeah i think um just there's not there's too much discipline in bb and too much chaos in etha for them to really i think extreme chaos. i think eventually they would appreciate each other
2: but it I would think take them would be frenemies you know i think they would like almost hate each other and end up being like hey I think we, I think we actually are pretty good friends. Like it, it doesn't yeah, seem they, like it would work, but really if they have each other's
3: back. I think they'd be like super down, but like in yeah. terms of like um beyond that, I think that it, it'd take a minute for both of them. Oh yeah, they're too if anybody, different. If BB was to be truly in anybody that was not in the in this universe, it would be Satomi. Like she'd yeah. all, all about Satomi. totally
5: really okay yeah. I we don't we're gonna pop off episode.
4: after hearing that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. I have a question. So, is Eva a Palpatine or a Skywalker? We haven't gotten her lot. La- no, I'm not gonna ask that. Um, so, um, the new design we got for Dead Lucky um, in the later issues is that sticking around for a while, or is that like a one time no. thing?
3: No, that's sticking around. Like that's 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 an upgrade. She uses it when she needs it. Hell yeah, it's gonna be fun. She's not the only character that might get an upgrade. Just saying.
4: Oh.
1: Okay. I have many questions, but my, my first thing is is for, for Megan. I'm going to, I'm going, you know, the movie Inception, mm. I'm going to try to implant an idea into your head now. So um, yeah, you're, you're an amazing cosplayer and obviously we've seen you do some, some great cosplays. Um, what are the chances that you'll do a radiant pink cosplay one day?
2: Uh, I've already, <laughs> uh, actually, I've already talked to someone about uh, commissioning uh, an Eva suit um it is who knows maybe maybe if we get a second uh a second run um i'll uh debut the announcement in that but we'll see that's up to image and kyle love it
3: love it we we have an overlord and he's got a beautiful (laughs) beautiful copper beard Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) my dead lucky question is Okay, big big spoiler. So I'm gonna go ahead and say we're we're spoiling the hell out of Dead Lucky because we just finished Arc One. It's been
3: like a month. They can
1: handle it. Shame on
2: them. Need to catch up.
1: (laughs) Such a good arc. We're gonna the the trades coming out March 22. So make sure you're picking that up. We're getting three copies. I'm getting three copies. We'll be giving away two. It looks so so good. Some people can get lucky. Who knows? Yeah, it looks amazing. I heard Michael say it's the best one yet. So yeah, there you go. Look at
3: it. Look at the. You can see the gloss from here. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you can. That's actually. I,
1: Megan's got like the vibe oh. with the background too, so it just looks like the best. You like, got the just, look, oh,
0: yeah, perfect.
3: Hold on, there we go.
2: Oh,
0: there you go. There oh you go. Oh
2: um, yeah. no! <laughs> <laughs> this light.
1: I can't. I can't wait. But uh, yeah, everyone, make sure you pick that up. It's been so so good. Can't wait for the second arc to begin. My question is something. Okay, something big. Have spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler. Something big. Have issue six. Eddie made a really heroic sacrifice. I mean still recovering from that one personally because oh,
3: we don't know but yeah a
1: little bit I, 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 yeah but the, the thing is we, we've seen that you know our our lead bb has some very special powers what are the chances that eddie comes back as a ghost
3: i i can't answer that question <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to you're I, I will say that that is a question that she asks herself and Constantly is trying to find the answer to, okay. and that's that perfect. may or may I'll not be. be a driving influence for uh, for supermassive.
1: Ooh, okay, yeah. thank you. Nice, that's, that's awesome.
3: But yes, um, the the second arc will absolutely like answer a lot of questions about the origins of her powers and and uh, and her ghosts. And I'm excited to to get to that so that people can actually get some answers in terms of uh, what exactly is going on there.
0: Oh, look at that matching headphones there!
3: I have mine, but I don't want to connect them. (laughs) Awesome! (laughs) Um,
0: Have you seen anyone? Has anyone posted on Twitter or anything? Have you seen anyone try to attempt one of those? One one of my highlights of every issue is seeing uh, one of your rat the rations recipe in the background. Oh
2: yeah, Sandra, (laughs) right? Have you seen anyone attempt it? You know what?
3: Somebody did in a review. Somebody did a review. That said that they made the BDA buns, the bedia buns. Oh, okay. Then I would say we, I had never heard of them before. And then like we created that recipe and then all of a sudden they were all over TikTok, And I'm like, I don't want to take credit for it, but, we Ooh, it was but, Maybe. but you know, um, oh, that sounds really good. Melissa. Yeah. But no, it was, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun doing those recipes because Sandra does them. Sandra's my girlfriend and she, um, is a great cook and um and she's also a consultant on the book she's a veteran so she like consults all the time make sure that you know we don't make fools of ourselves saying that we're pretending to be soldiers and then do something stupid um but she um but yeah the the goal every time is to try to find common ground because bb is biracial between the chinese cuisine and the mexican mexican cuisine and that's been really fun just finding those moments and she makes every recipe to make sure it works
2: yeah um,
3: And and so you they are delicious they're absolutely delicious but I keep telling her she should be making them and like posting putting reels on TikTok so that people could see like what she's doing because they're so freaking good and like the connections that she finds between the two cuisines is is truly phenomenal like I had no like this the 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 one she did that was like flan but like also Chinese pudding I'm like I never would have thought of that That (laughs) like so good I want it like I can't like the boba pudding thing oh man.
2: Well, I wouldn't know because I never got to taste any of it. So <laughs> I didn't either. She was doing it all up in Manteca. Well, um, she should fix that. It's
0: not one of your snacks that are ready when you go over? Not ready for yeah, your, uh, yeah. Next time. Next time.
2: <laughs> she made
3: us pizza one time.
2: Nope. Nope. No, I mean most of
1: the time. <laughs> mm. Wow. Well, okay. You guys do a lot of cute things in the books. I just want to say, Radiant Pink, you guys did something really cute where, in uh, I think it's the third issue, or it's the second or third issue. I think it's the third one where Eva's doing portals and she's she's like, I'm gonna stick my head in and make sure like I'm not going somewhere you know like messed up. And she sticks her head into a portal and she sees Apex. I just wondering, like, first of all, that's amazing. Thank you so much. We've, we've joked on the podcast so many times about like Pink getting into some sort of situation like that. So thank you genuinely for just giving us like that little just Easter egg. And, and the timing
5: was it was perfect too, right? right. When IGR came yeah. out. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So who, whose idea was that? Was it, was it you guys?
3: Melissa. Yeah. We were, we were like just joking around, like, um,
2: that was like, Comic like Con, right?
3: trying to figure out the powers like whether or not she could go to different dimensions or she could just go to different places and like i you know, had a
2: theory that got axed right can i not say it am i allowed to say it?
3: i don't even i mean you can't if it's not a thing then i guess you can
2: <laughs> well it's it's uncertain so maybe i shouldn't huh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, no there.
3: you can't because the reason why he axed it was because of the other thing remember
2: oh sorry guys but
3: um but yeah, but there was a question about whether or not her she was jumping to dimensions, she was jumping to portals, whether she was creating these worlds, you know, all bunch of different things. And so, um, I have a reasoning, but yeah. And so part of part of that, like one of the things we really, we really wanted to do, and Michael and Kyle were super down, was like just go to Infernal World World's Red Red blah blah blah, blah, blah. go to Infernal <laughs> Girl Red's world for like just a second, just to see it. And we actually actually did the Unleashed too. Like yeah. there's in, the, in issue two, oh. you actually see they, they, they jump into a pink sea, which is, uh, oh, Lumeria, yeah. which is Fee's homeworld in the Unleashed, or which Kelly's. Is my character in the Unleashed. Yeah.
2: I yeah. swear
1: to God, someone noticed that. Like one of the one of the guys here noticed that and asked, but was too, like, shy to actually, you know, be caught, you know, <laughs> you know, be like, no, oh.
2: In no, issue 12, there is like a, a Mara and Fee kissing on Eva's lock screen, which is pretty cool.
4: yeah, that's a nice
5: touch. We actually, that's something we kind of like talked about in one of our, one of our episodes about pink where we were like the worlds that she's going to seem almost tailored to her. Like it, we, talk, we We asked, is she created Very, these yeah. worlds or not? Because there was slime, and she loves slime, there's cats, she loves cats, yeah, she there's a
2: the pixel there's world. There's something there. I don't yeah. know. I'm not allowed to talk about it, but when there's I was- There's different schools there.
3: of thought on it, and we are not allowed to say one way or the other, but- Not I, well, yet, at least. My personal theory- Without, I mean, again, we are not the... Um,
2: are you personal theory? Because then when, when do I get the personal theory? You get personal theory
3: as long as you do what I do, which saying this is this is probably not right because it is Kyle's world and we're just writing in it.
2: Well, then let me say my thing then. Okay, say your thing then. <laughs> my personal theory that is not right because it's Kyle's world, but what I had imagined was happening, but is not right because it's Kyle's world. But this is what I had when I done not um, was that Eva is creating these worlds um, that she is going to because it is very much a page right out of her head. Um, you know, the the pixelated world, uh, very like Animal Crossing-ish. Um, the slime world, which is like Slime Rancher. And even like Kelly being like, you're sick. What's wrong with you? But every place that Eva goes, she's like, this is the best place ever. Um, and she's There's so much about her powers that we don't know or understand yet. I think it's, there's, there's something in there, um, but it's Kyle's world and that was the way I was. Uh,
3: my it. personal opinion about that is I feel that that makes Eva a little too OP to just be creating worlds. Mm-hmm. don't I have a similar worldview. I believe that because her powers were so chaotic and so out of whack, she is purposely targeting planets that she may or may not be super into just because her powers are so on the fritz. So that's yeah. why she ends up on pixel planets. It's and. Like-
2: everything everywhere all at once you know where mm-hmm. like you, they they jump to that universe i think maybe there's a thought at before like yeah. evil portals and she's like us oh, um, something shiny and then like boom they go to a planet where it has a little bit of that i think it does make her way too op but i like the idea of something in the universe connecting to that black hole power and it like is like is pulling her out yeah and bringing her there's- there
3: I, d- I produced a show called Glitter Force, um, and it's mm-hmm. it called Purity Cure in Japan. And there is like, there the the one the season I did um, glitter for Glitter Force was um, they were basically able to travel through bookcase, but you had to be really careful because if you you had to concentrate exactly on where you wanted to go because if you thought of anything else, you ended up at the wrong sure. place. And so like, like there was a specific one where Glitter Lucky. Like was about to go to the fight and then saw a penguin and was like, Oh my god, cute! And she was transported to an to like, Antarctica
2: <laughs> and like got stuck out there. That would be the death of me. I would never be able to have that power. And
3: that's what I feel like is happening to you. She's just like yeah. EDH in her brain and just was like, I really miss my cat. Oh, here's a cat plant. you know. Yeah. That's what I think is happening. But again. We, do, we cannot say for certain because it is not our world. We are just playing in it. Kyle is the lore master and he makes the worlds.
1: Sure. Okay. So in that case, I'll, I'll just ask two two questions that are really short. So that we've never gotten a definitive answer, but like, you know, based on her career, based on some of the things she's done, like in, in 12 and, and Pink, we can, you know, guess. But how old would you guys say Eva is? And then my second question is, we've seen that Radiant Black has a robot, and uh, we didn't see until Radiant Red that Satomi had a robot. Are we going to see that Eva has a robot in Radiant Pink, or, or we can't say?
2: I think Eva is around 25, 26. Uh, that's, like, the age we were kind of playing with. Nothing is set in stone because it is Kyle's world. Um, And listen, if everyone else is getting a robot, Eva better get a robot. I, like, fight with Kyle all the time. I was, like, Radiant Black has a cape um what (laughs) i literally like melissa sometimes is like don't megan stop i'm like kyle how what is is eva getting this xyz and he has to just be like megan what is wrong with you i'm like eva's never gonna be happy if she doesn't get this or that so um i I love that she better be getting a, a robot
1: I feel like Kyle kind of conveyed that in that one issue of Radiant Black where Pink was just like, oh, you guys have this and you can do this and you can now, like, share your powers.
2: <laughs> he sent <laughs> that to me as he was writing it and we laughed so hard. He was like, what do you think she was saying this? I'm like, you nailed it. That's exactly what Evil would say.
0: That. Oh, that's perfect. Um, I, I actually had a question more, more of to um, the side of... Um, people who, do you have any, um, kind of followers of yours, Megan, um, that have kind of got into comics through Radiant Pink that you've seen? Um, and how has kind of that reception been like, um, for that fan base who hasn't ever been into comics or hasn't read any?
2: It's the most beautiful thing, right? Because, uh, my brother was my introduction to comics and I crinkled the pages and was like cast away for 16 years of my life. Um, I get to be that older sibling or that person that's like, hey, here's a comic. And it's so magical. And this world is so special. Like, it's just sit in it for a bit. Um, and a lot of my subscribers, uh, followers, this is their very first comic that they've ever purchased, ever owned, ever read. And um, I've integrated a lot of, uh, like, inspiration from my Twitch chat from the people that come in a lot of those names that you are reading in the comics are variations of some of my like super loyal fans which is really great because not only are they reading you know a little bit of a page uh, out of my life that's way more super and way more eva but it is it is a little bit they'll see similarities but they also get to see themselves in this really cool world uh in in a way um i saw and, myself and- in there yeah yeah through through melissa like you know, i was subscribed for
3: 30 months
2: i i like it's time that i got mine <laughs> yeah i know that was super loyal, important loyal that was subscriber. so important to me but it's 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 a beautiful thing because now you never just read one comic you pick up you read your first comic and then the rest is, is history yeah. um so to bridge that gap and introduce um a colorful character like Eva to uh, a brand new comic goer is kind of like one of the coolest things. It's like teaching someone a D and d or, you know, how to ride a bike or like, hey, this is what video games are like. It, you just feel really grateful that they're open to it and that you could kind of uh, color the world a little bit. So.
4: Yeah, it's super cool of you to open that portal for people to come into it. It's awesome.
2: Mm, exactly on b- on brand.
4: I, uh, I was going to say, this is a, a little bit of a silly question. Aside from Eva, who do you think in the Massiverse is the best of video games?
2: Probably Marshall. Yeah. <laughs> probably <laughs> when he's on <laughs> Wendell.
4: All those bath bombs, you're probably right.
3: Honestly, it's probably yeah, Marshall. Like,
2: what else is Marshall doing? You know he's great he's at video games. isn't he? Huh? yeah
3: he's more of a cinema
2: yeah true. but like they go hand in hand i feel like marshall is that's definitely- true i did write a
3: um marshall school of business where he invents uh, a gaming device to See? help you with side yeah. i awesome. feel that's like true. it would be marshall but yeah. kyle
2: could speak more specifically but <laughs> i just feel like there's a lot of similarities they're like eva and marshall are kind of like bros and yeah. i imagine they would get down um, Wendell with some Mario Kart or something.
4: Wendell can screen pink things that haven't happened yet. You can just see the future and tell all your moves. So you are screw playing against Wendell. So that's who you don't
3: watch. <laughs>
2: play with Wendell.
4: He's
3: such a
2: buzz sometimes It'd be no fun. That yeah, is, he's no. Don't fun. play Mario Party with Wendell. <laughs> <laughs> would not be fun. Yeah.
1: Uh, but speaking of party, and I think this is a good place to uh, close it on. So, w- you guys, one thing that was so incredible with the launch of Radiant Pink was that you guys had a, a, a launch party, which was so cool, by the way. What was that like? And, and, and like, you know, how did that even come to happen?
2: Uh, it was in the works, uh, something that we wanted to do, but Melissa came in huge with the connect. <laughs> and she's like, What if we have it at Scum and Villainy? I have some friends that manage these people, and they like, we can do a collab with them. Yeah. I was like, Are You kidding me? And I was like, What's the you max best fun. list? And that was the end of my participation because then I got really busy.
3: And then Megan was like, I got it from here.
2: I love throwing parties. Like, Like, honestly, if I wasn't doing something else, like, I would be an events planner. I was like, what is my max? Like, how, how many people can I invite? Can we have drink tickets? Can we do this? Can we get sponsors? And I just went to town. Um, we had Amy Jo Johnson show up, which was incredible. Uh, we had a photographer. We had professional skateboarders. We had people in the comics industry. We had people picking up their very first comic. We had the whole massive verse laid out everywhere. I um,
3: the band that did the Dead Lucky theme song. It was really yeah.
2: Yeah. Cool. And then my, my partner and I helped uh, – like she helped me create uh, the drink list. So there was like Radiant Pink themed cocktails. And then Alvrix, I reached out to them because Eva loves coffee. What What streamer doesn't have coffee running through their veins 24-7? But they were, I've I've been supporting them since they started launching in stores and um, they have like the best coffee. I was like, hey, can we do something with you guys? Can I throw in like a bag of your coffee or something in or even their like mixed drinks into like a goodie bag? And they're like, I'll do you one better. We want to make a custom brew for you. And it was, I think, Portal's Kiss. And it, it's the most <laughs> delicious brew of coffee. But imagine like, you know, imagine someone like me. <laughs> I get to like write a comic, uh, co-write it, co-create it with all these like with these people I love and care about so much, and I also get to throw a party. I I mean, a lot too. Kyle, um,
3: he had a a a special variant cover made. No,
2: Kyle, Kyle is like the the man to do this. He's like, I'll bring the posters, and we'll have the cutouts, and then we'll have all this swag. And he's like, I have this, I have that. I'm like, yes, let's put it in the swag bags. And he like he he made that night really like it was it was cool and he elevated it.
3: Yeah, Like literally all I did, all I did was literally introduce people to different people. And then I got really busy at work. And so like those two just took it and ran. And like, I'm so grateful because it was such a great I showed up and I helped fill goodie bags. That was like as far as I got to do
2: what I got. So fun, though. Kyle, just like also Kyle, I think loves events, too. So him having the special variant and commissioning that was really cool. Him reaching out to uh, Amy Jo to have her come out was was huge. Um, it just he, he knew how to make it special, and I feel really grateful that we had the opportunity to
3: yeah. create but, like
2: an influencer. Type of night for our influencer, Radiant. It was it was very meta. <laughs> yeah.
3: But, like, Megan killed it. She worked so hard and, like, really took the reins. And, like, it just, it was it was a really fun event. Where it was so much fun to have it and to be there and have it at Scum and Villainy. It was, like, the perfect place. It was just, it all came together really well.
2: So many people yeah. dressed up in pink. We said space themed, but a lot of people just wore pink, <laughs> and I was just like, "I love it here." Oh, <laughs> I had awesome. a special like piece made for that went over my dress. It was a dream come true.
4: Yeah, it's emblematic of the massive Earth itself how you all came together to throw this amazing party. And you, only the massive Earth can throwing a party where no one showed up be a good thing.
3: Thanks, <laughs> 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 well, nice. my nice. shitty so jokes
4: it. to land, and you get the hug, uh, nice. But yeah, no, yeah. it is amazing. Most FOMO yeah. I've ever had. Seriously, like I, I have to go to Chicago now sure. on a yearly basis because you guys put together such amazing events. And C two E two, are you guys? Do you guys have anything planned?
3: Uh, we don't. I think Kyle might have something. I don't think he's going to do what he did last year. Um, that was
2: cool. I'm sad I missed that one. Yeah,
3: yeah. but um, but I think he's going to do something with the local artists there. I don't think, uh, I don't think we have any specific plan.
4: Where can people access the Unleashed, Megan? Where can people find that?
2: I. Uh, twitch.tv slash strawberry 17 plays there's a playlist or a youtube.com slash strawberry 17 there's an unleashed playlist for people to enjoy the entire rpg experience
3: there's also backup comics in issues five through eight of radiant Oh black.
2: yeah that's right um we had a five page uh real estate in the back of of radiant black to tell Fresh. our story so
1: Plus oh, well, for everyone out there, don't forget Megan did such an incredible job hosting Radiant Radio at the beginning, you know, doing covering all the first few issues of Radiant Black with Kyle and Michael for a while. So you can find that on her playlist too. I mean, she's doing all kinds of except amazing for issue
2: it, or except for episode two, because I forgot to save it. It was just a lot. <laughs> there's there's I'm, we tried our best, but maybe that's not my strong point. You guys it do happens. a much better job.
1: Yeah. Oh no, no worries. Thank you. Um Thank you so much guys. Like it, it's, it was such a pleasure. You know, you guys are such busy people and we really appreciate you taking the time to be a part of the show. Um, I mean, You know, we a lot of us over here, in Canada. So it's harder for us to come to the conventions. It's, we were super bummed last year. We didn't make it out to C2E2 but we're hoping in the future that we're gonna catch you guys at a convention for sure because we wanna meet all the massive burst people and it's mm-hmm. been such an incredible, it's been amazing. Check out Radiant Pink, please. I mean, Megan and Melissa are killing it on Radiant Pink. Check out Dead Lucky. Check out Melissa's Power Rangers. I don't read Power Rangers, but my timeline is filled with people just praising Melissa's Power Rangers
0: run. I find really that, like, really
3: it's so good. It's so I'm, good. Really, I'm having a blast on Power Rangers. Like, jump I'm into so Melissa's lucky. run. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Can, can lot you
0: lot. jump into just your run, Melissa? Or is it like yes. you have to...
3: Yeah. You can. You can. There is, like, you probably are going to have to be a little bit like, who's this guy for a second. Sure. But yes, like, we purposely designed it so you could. Jump okay. In. Okay. It's, it's Ur- like mean, that.
0: That's good. I too. also
3: have um, a woman in Marvel, a story in Women in Marvel. Yes. That's coming out, I think. Shoot, is it this month? <laughs> and then I also have um, a, with Oni Press um, a sci fi story in um, in a sci fi anthology that's coming in the next few months, too. So I've got some other stuff. Woo! Out mostly well, so you've been busy
2: stuff.
3: i'm so tired you guys I mean, i'm you so tired that's, that's, that's incredible though i mean
1: like i like you've been a comic book writer for not even a year is it hasn't it been even a year now and it's been like a year only maybe eh? and you've already written so much like incredible you don't even know the half
2: it. of it too
1: <laughs> hey I'm, I'm looking forward to more i mean i was seriously dead lucky and reading pink we've been enjoying so much and now that i know that you're i can just dive into power rangers screw it i'll dive into power rangers you have convinced can do, uh, do it you're uh, gonna
3: yeah. want
2: to i'm just saying
3: i mean it's uh, got like ryan wrote the run right before me matt wrote it's a it's a massive ver- it's in the family you know it's, okay, a, it's there you go. a great series it's a lot of fun and um i'm really excited to be able to these next few issues are going to be crazy like definitely if you're gonna start start at 101 because once you get to like 105 106 107 it just goes absolutely bonkers and you will be super lost (laughs) because everything goes for everything else
1: sure sure and make sure you're following megan and melissa because like they mentioned earlier today and before on on social media they do have a project coming up that they're working on together that no details yet because it's too early but i'm sure we'll figure we'll see something you know in coming months hopefully
3: you will see something and i'm really excited we just can't talk about it but like it's something that um like i was working hard on trying to get and megan was too and so the opportunity came up and then we took it and ran so i'm
2: gonna start saying that when people ask me what (laughs) what you just said maybe i shouldn't say anything no (laughs) never mind
3: you like, have a glimpse of your eye. You'll, like, do some sort of, like, nod. Like, I, know, <laughs> I her do know. You're right. Never mind. I'm sorry.
2: You're right. I'll leave it to the professionals. Right, you have a lot more eyes on
3: your media than mine. Like, people pick that up fast.
2: I don't know. Just- never mind. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well thank you so much ladies for joining us today we really appreciate it we'll hopefully get you back on one day because i know you're both so busy making just incredible everything it seems i can't wait for whatever you do next reading pink 4 obviously we, we we got that on our pull list already pre-ordered at the breath of the wild homage cover it doesn't get better than that i mean oh my god and the hades one too so there you go, Dead Lucky. Like we mentioned earlier, Volume One, March 22. Make sure you pick up a pick up a copy. We'll be giving away two copies. So just thank you know, so suck you up. Oh no worries. Thank you. It's been such a good, such a great run. I'm looking forward to more. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next time, everybody. Stay radiant. Bye.